Back in the shed, we got Zach. Well, you never left the shed. Yeah, but I'm saying you're back in the shed. I'm back in the shed. What's going on, Zach? Recording live. How you doing? It's good to be back. It's good to be recording Hell again. Yeah. You know, traveling and recording, it was it was an interesting experiment, but it was kind of hard. Yeah, know? well, especially because you're vacationing, yeah. too, so... I mean, like, I didn't really have time to... Uh... If you were just living abroad, we'd make it work, yeah. but I mean, like, you know... Yeah, I was traveling around, so, you know, figuring out things to talk about. Like, I went into most of those um, episodes, like, fairly, most of those recordings you know, without, you know, like, it, much, you know, interest, I didn't, I didn't look into Interestingly enough, anything. I was thinking about one of our old ones when uh, we talked about, you were, like, really trashed, mm-hmm. uh, but when we talked about prostitution. Uh-huh. Oh, I've yeah. been thinking about it. was in it, Amsterdam. And I've been doing a, a lot of thinking about it, and I think, I, I've been hearing it. From sex workers themselves. Now, I don't know. Sex workers. How do you define a sex worker? Is someone with an OnlyFans or a Fansly or whatever it may be? Is that a sex worker? Yes. No. Yes. No. Mm -hmm. No. Yes, they are. Because they are working. (laughs) And and, and if you consider porn or, you know, if there's solo porn, then then yes, that's, that's what it is. It may not seem it to you, but that's what they're classified under. All right. So anyway, so... The thing is, is that um, when we're talking about, like, actual, like, prostitution in regards to that, not in regards to, you know, like, the selling of content online. That'll always happen. You can never stop that. No, and that's that's (laughs) not dangerous either. That's not dangerous sex No, but I've been been thinking about this, though. It comes with a lot of risk. So There's no risk there, and there's very little effort. So I've actually been hearing from them themselves say that they would actually like – decriminalization as opposed to legalization right because mm. and this is the argument i heard is that is this from legitimate prostitutes like yes, escorts yes. or from only fans girls no this is from like legitimate like sex workers prostitutes. you talk to a lot of them no no <laughs> but from what i've heard from like their view on like what the laws mm. around prostitution should be a lot of them favor decriminalization because if it becomes legalized one of the things they're worried about is that we get like the McDonald's of prostitution. What would that be like? You go up to the window and you're like, <laughs> "Well, the the sad yes, reality of that titties, one big titties, the number seven. <laughs> well, it would be it'd be the the biggest problem is that most likely it would lead to a lot of the problems that we, um, you know, try to prevent with you know like you know do, you know risk stopping harm it leads to more sex trafficking if you have like a very exploitative situation like that where it's like a con- like a big company that owns that's like a pimp a company that's yeah and we know how companies like run in the u.s so that could be like i mean that already exists in some certain legal aspect i mean if you talk about porn stars like porn no stars, but i'm, I'm talking i'm talking about like that. specifically one-on-one sex with a person who's paying for sex uh-huh. So, in that situation, I've heard that there's a lot of fears that there could be a situation where they, 
you know, are kind of taken advantage of, but in a different way, right? By like, what, having to work for a company like yeah, everybody else? Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they just don't want to be employed by a major... But there's not really a major conglomeration that's pimping out no, women. But, no, and men. look, and this is, of course, just a hypothetical, but they're worried because we know how capitalism works, and yeah, it'll start off with just like a yeah, small... Yeah, I mean, I guess, but that's kind of like taking a few big leaps ahead True. I think but I think I think in regards to prostitution I think the number one goal should be harm prevention harm reduction harm right. reduction um and uh you know just making sure that they're taken care of and that like you know like everyone's tested and that and that they don't have to fear like you know cops and shit do you think I can make it as a prostitute? No. All right. So <laughs> if I had an, an OnlyFans, would you subscribe to? No, it? dude. You're fucking obsessed with this shit, dude. You fucking. Talk I would about like it. our listeners to weigh in. Please let us know if you would subscribe to my OnlyFans. If there's one person out there that says yes, for three dollars, it'll be a cheap one. For three dollars a month, I'll subscribe to your OnlyFans. I'll make it OnlyFans. But here's the thing: is that there's that is there straight up just some OnlyFans accounts that are like literally just like pictures. Hey, girls. We'll call it ninety nine cents a month. <laughs> but there's some OnlyFans uh, pages that are straight up just like like Instagram, but a little dirtier. Yeah, like not like not even like. Well, that's what the how it was for the bad babby girl. Yeah, because when she had an OnlyFans, I was like, bro, I don't have one. I needed you to to go subscribe to her because I'm I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see bad. And then you saw him, and it was not it was not nudity. No, it was like lingerie. And, well, yeah, because I honestly up until that point never used it, and I'm like used uh, the site up okay. until that point. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. it's true. I'd be honest. I'd be honest, <laughs> dude. I'm honest about everything else, straight up. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was like, this is basically just like Instagram, but just like you know maybe a little bit more risque. I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm sure I know there's some other that, you know, I mean, I see him on Twitter all the time. Every time I follow, like not every time, but a lot of times there's girls that I find on Instagram or not, sorry, Twitter that I like. And I, I fall because like, whatever I see a tweet, they like, I look the way I like the way they look. And like, you know, almost like 15, 20% of them have an only fans. Like a lot of girl comedians, our age, that I found their tweets funny and then followed them like and look at their account. They have an OnlyFans. Well, more I, so, I, I don't, they're making more money off OnlyFans than comedy. Than well, the thing, the thing is, is that I like honestly, like I get it. They're just they're like they're they're just hustling. You know what I mean? Like and that's fine. You know, America, America is a hustle economy. All right, it's yeah. it's a hustler's economy. Yeah, we're a third world. We're a third world country in a Gucci belt, dude. Well, <laughs> I guess if you want to see it that way. Well, uh, on that same vein, since I was thinking about this and I asked you, and just a random, random little question, what do you think is the etiquette um, when it comes to your friends' exes on social media? Do you unfollow them on, like, let's say, Instagram or anything else you may have them on? Or do you just leave it and ignore it? Or, you know, what do you do in in that case? Um, that's a good question. I guess if it was an amicable breakup, I don't see the issue. Look, the only time I see where it could be a problem is if you like the person as a person right like mm -hmm. whoever the person was that you know, like if you legitimately like because i've become like friends with you know some of my friends girlfriends and, and then so they yeah. break up yeah and 
I mean, not like where I've been like, oh, damn, I don't know what I'm going to It's never been anybody like that's been like a super close friend, but mm. someone I've been friendly with for sure. What if that friend has unfollowed their ex? Do you take a cue from them and see, oh, uh, you know, Joe unfollowed his ex Kathy on Instagram. I guess I'm just now not tapped I'm into should. a feed of where, who's following who. <laughs> this and- is very petty of me, but this is what I, what I was on my mind uh, about 15 minutes ago, so I thought I'd carry it on. Yeah. to the show i don't know i don't know honestly like <laughs> it's very petty of me but yeah, like it's very petty it, it matters to a certain degree for me yeah i don't know just I, to be like oh yeah the boys got my back <laughs> i mean it's i don't it, follow that hoe anymore neither do they well her with her only fans now <laughs> well the thing Enjoy. is is that i don't i don't i don't know if like i would be even paying attention to like someone unfollowing someone you know what i mean like like, it's not like I'm looking at, oh, I'm looking at your fucking follows and seeing uh-huh. who you're following okay, and yeah, following. Yeah. I understand, but I guess, yeah, obviously, but, um... But, yeah, no, I, I get friend asks you to unfollow them... Yeah, 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 I mean... You know, if you just like, you know, you don't want her like trying to like communicate to one of her friends mm-hmm. and like to tr- in a way to contact you. If you I want d- complete separation from that ex, like you don't want them to see pictures that you might come up on within that your friends post, you know, then I could see it being like, oh, yeah, then your friends and family here, members should hear. All right. Just to sway, just a easier Ease your conscience. I'm I am removing your ex from my friends list. All you don't right. have to. I'm doing no to. no no. I'm doing it because you know But I unfollowed you, her, so God, right. I hope she's not listening. If she's listening, I don't think she's ever listened. But if no, she's listening, no. she'll know exactly <laughs> she Hold know on, I was just nobody fo- else might know, but she'll know. All right, unfollow. Boom. Done. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, Stick, so, you got my back, the boys. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, before hose, man. So let's uh, let's give some updates to some of the strikes I've been covering. Oh yeah, well we covered all those strikes, and I wanted to come back to this because you know we have of them those have topics, been, like, and res- we'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. But I didn't want them to just be like something we we glossed over, like oh yeah, like you know, labor in America sucks, and they got all these problems, yeah. and then like you know, like also, not ever also, return to it. If any of y'all out there are users of reddit i would suggest the word uh subreddit anti-work oh, dude, i think that subreddit blew up like yeah. within the past few yeah months. I, I i actually like a lot of the stuff on there. hell of the shit on there looks hella fake though so, yeah <laughs> some some does but like you know what i do like seeing i do like seeing like some of the signs that get put up at work that's like one mm. of the most interesting things yeah. like you'll see ones where it's like uh, like, don't even bother asking for the holidays off. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like yeah. be a team player, be yeah. a team player, you know, <laughs> you know, um, but I don't know. I find a lot of this stuff on there. Interesting there. Yeah. There, of course, there's going to be some fake, some, a fake lot posts. of it I've seen has, I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot life. of good stuff. So, honestly, I learned about, there's, uh, been, a. A lot of workers that work at uh, the Dollar Tree uh, stores have mm-hmm. been um, complaining of unfair, you know, wages and like and at the like, Dollar Tree. Yeah, dude. But but the Not Dollar the Tree, generous Dollar Tree. <laughs> but the Dollar Tree it's like rakes in, in they, like they, a they, shit ton of like you think you laugh, but the Dollar Tree rakes in like a shit ton of money. Well, the thing with the Dollar Tree is, I think of it, and I think of like uh, well now the Dollar Twenty Five Tree, Dollar Twenty Five Tree. Oh, well, I I. 
Think of it as like a late nineties, early two thousands store. Like I remember going there with like my mom as a kid. My mom trying to like bargain hunt. And then most of the ones that I remember have closed. And there's only one I can think of in San Jose. Only one I yeah. could think of. Maybe no two. I don't know, but they're not that they don't seem to be all that common anymore. Dollar Tree or Dollar General or whatever. And I remember my mom used to be like, yeah, you go in there, everything's a dollar. There's not anything more than a dollar in there. But, dude, there's definitely stuff more than a dollar in there. Like, I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> no. Um, like, a fucking frozen lasagna will be like three bucks. And you're like, fucking stop lying, Dollar Tree. Yeah, well, there I'll was. Take this frozen lasagna for one dollar. Yeah, here you go. Dollar Tree's employee called it the worst place to work. Oh, no, says yeah. she was dude, denied restroom breaks. Dude, go into one. They're eerie. Remember how on a previous episode we talked about liminal spaces? Yeah. Dollar Tree is yeah. soaked in a as, Dude, in I remember a like when we were in high by... school when we go to the Dollar Tree and make the, the toilet cleaner bombs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd make explosives <laughs> from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> the materials from the... What you do, kids, is you take a the largest soda bottle you can find like a three liter one if you can find a three liter soda bottle you get aluminum foil it must be aluminum not tin you crunch it up in the little balls and you put it down in there then you take toilet cleaner like fucking i can't think of a brand name but the things you use to clean the inside of the toilet bowl you spray it down in there and you put the cap on and the toilet cleaner interacts with the aluminum chemical reaction happens and it expands and then blows up and it's fucking awesome yeah, it really it sounds like a goddamn can. And that's what the Dollar Tree is for. Yeah. But it's it's honestly like those are depressing ass stores. I go in there and I feel like instantly like kind of depressed like. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> it's a really depressing place, but you know. Uh yeah, so anyway, let's uh let's get some updates to those strikes. So yes. the John Deere strike ended. Um although it it wasn't even though it won with 61% approval mm-hmm. the the new agreement which i'll go over in a second um it was very similar to like the last uh deal to end the strike made by the company mm-hmm. and they were like oh this is our last offer right like yeah. you know and some workers have complained that they didn't hold out for enough. Yeah. So it's like, it's very like contested, but, uh, let me give, so, uh, they get 10% raises, um, only modest changes to Deere's internal pay incentive program. They get an $8,500 bonus, which is good. Very okay, cool. And, uh, they preserve pension options for new employees. If you remember, in the story, there was like different class of employees based on the years that you were hired. And if you were hired past a certain date, you would have like s- low scaling benefits. Like they would scale, like if you were the, the earlier you're hired on, the less benefits you will have and be able to get. Yeah. So uh, they got rid of that. They got rid of that. Um, so mm-hmm. new, so all employees have a, an ability to get a pension, which is good. Yeah. Um, eligible for healthcare sooner, which even in our fucking broken fucking healthcare system, you know, everyone should have fucking healthcare. But yeah. well, the best way to get healthcare in the, in the <laughs> yes, US yes. is yes. So to so your that's job. so that's at least good within the system. I don't want to say it's like good because my ideal system would be you know. Uh, Medicare for all type situation, but you know, that's a far cry away anyway. So, uh, and there was no, uh, they didn't have to pay any premiums for healthcare, which is also important. Yeah. So they kept that. 
Um, another update was an update to the Kellogg strike. Yeah. That was Big one. pretty recently. Um, so they got a new five-year. This one was a g- legitimate win. Yeah. A lot of good um, things came of it. They uh, got a new five-year contract that got rid of the two-tier system that made employees hired after 2015 uh that were being paid at a lower scale, mm-hmm. right? So they got rid of like that two, that two-tiered system. Um, they agreed to no plant closings through 2026, a clear path to full-time employment, and a significant increase in the pension multiplier. multiplier. So yeah, so all good things. Um, you know, those all are wins. And there, you hear about a Starbucks had their yeah. First that's literally too. what I had written on here next. Is that uh, I want to talk about the Starbucks and Buffalo that mm-hmm. unionized. Now, here's the thing: these are all wins across the board. Progress For sure. is slow, and but yeah, this, are, this is hopeful. This brings me some hope. It to does. See. It brings me hope, but especially with the Starbucks one because. Starbucks actually treats their employees decently well, like pretty, like pretty well. Like, um, I even know, like I've heard stories of people who said that, uh, Starbucks has helped pay for their like gender reassignment surgery or help pay their school. (laughs) No, legitimately. Like they, they're like, yes, I did know that one about the school. I think Pete's coffee would, um, has something similar. So, um, so they that, want to hire a bunch of college kids because, like, to be honest, you want young kids in a. They want young shot. kids and they want good-looking people. Yeah, too. yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, in Buffalo, where uh, there was the a potential uh, out-and-out socialist mayor, India Walton, who's uh, trying to run. I don't know when that race is, but mm. that would be cool if she. You know, we had a socialist mayor in Buffalo. Yeah. That'd be pretty rad. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, so this Starbucks unionized, um, it's pretty cool because, like, Starbucks is a huge, like, any little bit, any little steps forward, um, in terms of labor rights or, you know, union forming, anything little, like, all this little bit of news, like, because you hear about these strikes. And, it, and at first it sounds like these companies won't give in, but it turns out they do. And I think that this yeah, can I mean, inspire Kellogg's, people. Kellogg's tried hi- hiring like a bunch of scabs. And funny enough, I saw this on TikTok. There was a guy who made an algorithm that people could do use that would uh, flood Kellogg's uh, applicant uh, files with like mm-hmm. just like spam and bogus yeah. files. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they tried hiring new employees. The funny enough, the, at the John Deere, I think I mentioned it when I did the story, but when they hired some scabs, uh, there was like, a, there was like accidents within the first oh, yeah. day. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw, you saw that video where they're like outside striking yeah. and there's like the ambulances going in and they're like, it's not yeah. even eight o'clock yet. Um, you know, I, well, since we're on that s- topic, um, there was also recently, um, Am- Amazon, uh, I forget exactly where it was at, but you heard about that, the tornado? Yeah. The tornado. Yeah. Um, there are some pretty devastating tornadoes in the Midwestern states. It was like in the the storm system that spawned it spawned like several big tornadoes between like Kentucky, Illinois, Kansas, that region. Yes, it was in Edwardsville, Illinois that uh, killed uh, six workers on mm. Amazon and uh plant there in uh, Edwardsville and uh basically <laughs> Amazon 
dr- dispatchers were texting their drivers like, "Keep driving!" <laughs> like, yeah. like I literally see the tornado. Yeah, like there's storm chasers. Just go around. Just go around. <laughs> like there's start. You remember that show, Storm Chasers? They're like driving towards the tornado. Like, I, love- I want to fucking see you, man. We can't just call p- people back for a warning unless Amazon tells us to. um so yeah so the driver uh suggested hey should we return one driver there's like there's like text messages back and forth um yeah but she was like worrying like oh shit am i gonna be seriously forced to deliver shit dirt like with tornadoes that's insane cool is if you could just throw the package at the tornado and then the tornado spins it around and launches it to its destination (laughs) wait hold on wait listen to this okay all right, wait, hold on. I have the dispatch. I would just throw the dispatch, all the packages at the The dispatch tornado. calls. Okay, so driver. Radio's been going off. Dispatch. Okay, keep driving. We can't call people back for a warning unless Amazon tells us to do so. All right. Uh, and then the dispatch driver <laughs> goes. You know uh, what? I love an exciting day at work. Uh, if you decide to come back, the choice is yours, but I can tell you it won't be viewed as for your own safety. The safest practice is to stay exactly where you are. If you decide to return with your packages, it will be viewed as you refusing your route, which will ultimately end with you not having a job come tomorrow morning. The sirens are just a warning. Driver, I'm literally stuck in this damn van without a safe place to go. Amazon is the dispatch. Amazon is saying shelter in place. I will know when they say anything else to me. You need to shelter in place. The wind just came through the warehouse and ripped the doors and broke it. So even if you got back here, dude, it's it's just insane. It's insane. It's like there was no. And also they said that they didn't have any like emergency training. Mm. Um, And yeah, just another example of fucking Amazon mistreating workers. What else is new? You know. I worked as a delivery driver for some short time. You remember? Yeah. Um, it's grueling work. Like delivery, yeah. I thought it was going to be fun. I took a delivery job because I like to be on the move. I like to be out and about. And I liked how you, there's very little oversight. Like you're just there. It's just you and whatever you got to deliver. But dude, but dude, think about that. Think about being told that you'll be fired if you return yeah. back to the warehouse during a tornado. Even though the tornado went through the warehouse, you know. It, it, it's most definitely fucked up. I, it reminds me what I was going to say is it's very grueling work doing delivery. I can, I like, honestly have nothing but sympathy for those delivery drivers, not just of Amazon, but UPS and other for sure. parcel. You Especially know, during this um, time of the year when a lot of people are ordering shit online. Yeah. Um, dude, Christmas and the holidays is the worst for delivery. But like, I remember one night or one, I mean, I had to deliver at night, but it was early morning and it was pouring rain. I was working there for maybe a month, less than a month. I had, so I'm driving this big ass truck that I had just learned how to drive and I'm taking it over the highway 17, which is a very long, steep, um, highway through the mountains and it's very windy and steep, very dangerous highway. And it was pouring rain, like the crazy pouring rain. It's dark out and I'm driving and I was like, this is kind of fucking terrifying. Oh like, yeah. I could like, this is dangerous as yeah. hell right now. Obviously I made it fine, but like I was scared, you know, a little bit doing that. I was like, this is, I just learned how to drive this truck and it's pouring rain dark. And I'm going through one of the most dangerous highways in California through this mountain yeah. pass, you know, 
And, um, it's creepy, you know, so it's, you know, and never once did, I mean, like, did I think, oh, I should turn around, but like, they also didn't really say anything when I left the warehouse. They were like, there was a sign, a handwritten sign that said, it's raining, drive safe. (laughs) (laughs) And that was about it. But like, it's not that I would, was like, oh, we shouldn't be delivering in this weather, but like, I wasn't really given much safety instructions either for that job. Like I wasn't told what I do in a pouring rain driving through 17's highway, you know? Um, so definitely I think that, you know, if you're not doing delivery work, you might look at it and be like, Oh, it's easy, whatever. Just, you know, you're just bringing the packages somewhere, but it's grueling. It's dangerous. And especially in a, in a post COVID and in a COVID world, like it where a lot of shit. I mean, people were already online ordering a lot of shit before, but now, especially, you know, with, you know, It's just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you at your house, but my house, like, my mom, like, constantly oh, has yeah. fucking packages. My mom and all my sisters love fucking Amazon. Dude, so. it's weird. You know what? I think, I think the reason. There's, like, multiple Amazon packages a day delivered to my house. <laughs> dude, and then it just adds. I to refuse the, to use it. And then it just adds to the clutter. I only, the yeah. only time I allow myself to use it is during Christmas. Yeah. Because during Christmas, sometimes it's just it's just nice just to kind of knock it out yeah. all in one order. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, most of the time I try not to use it because yeah. I just disagree with it. I do use Amazon Prime, but I also use... Full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> but I, I mean, but also I like the Prime video. There's a lot of, you know, movie yeah. shit in there, so... Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I, I, Sometimes it can be very hard to find something. If you're looking for something specific. Like, like a, a very small piece part, of yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times you can find it on Amazon. That's the one time I'll opt for it. But other than that, like I like to go out. True. So I don't mind going to the store to pick up things. So it's not a big deal for me. If I can find it in a store somewhere in San Jose or the Bay Area, I'll make the trip. I think there's Get something with Amazon... Man that like taps into like our monkey brains and like just like you know seeing a package even though like you ordered something it's like almost like a little present you get every <laughs> getting time. a package yeah. is exciting you see like ooh, on the doorstep you get back yeah you ooh. open you're like ooh, ooh. it's just like ooh. consumerism on fucking overdrive you know what's a massive problem here in the bay area is the package theft too yeah. because people i mean that's in everywhere the bay area, it's, it's, in it's everywhere. bad in the bay area because people know that there's a lot of wealthy, they go to like wealthier neighborhoods and they know there's a lot of money. They know people are, bu- are buying nice things to be delivered to their house. Look, if some rich people get their packages stolen, I'm not going to feel that bad. All right. <laughs> they'll just order it again. <laughs> yeah, they'll just order it again. Um, well, funny enough, you bring that up. Let's uh, let's talk about another local story that kind of got some uh, headline news. Yeah, national headline the, news. The uh, robberies in SF. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a Louis Vuitton store, a bunch of like high end fashion stores, and um, I don't know. Um, personally, my feeling is like theft of property is like especially when it's like theft of property from like a business like like louis vuitton i'm like i don't really care yeah. <laughs> you know a lot of people like to be up in arms and be like oh it's a, well but- you know the the pro the the unfortunate thing with the bay area is there's this kind of like narrative that's been going on for a while but it's gotten it's gained a lot of steam in the past year or two that the bay area is some like 
hellscape due yeah. to like liberal politics yeah. and like you know blue cities yeah and, and that blue governors <laughs> that it's some hellscape like run amok with crime and there's a lot of other things too because there's so um, do you think do you think okay there's the, the, a theory that the, there's a cr massive crime ring in the bay area yeah that's shoplifting and also stealing cars. Yeah, in I particular, heard catalytic converter theft is I, massive all around the Bay right. Area. Well, well, I want to talk about this. Did so. your mom's fucking van get yes, stolen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think one thing though is that this plays into like these stories plays into a lot of like narratives people already have preconceived in their head. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, you're saying like the violent cities, you know, like, Oh, it's like full of crime. Homelessness. And, and, but yeah. Drug and, use. Dude, it, it's crazy. Whatever the fuck. Dude, mainstream dude, you know, what's right funny. I always talk say. about this, but like, like living in California, like you can meet like some of the most like liberal, like even maybe even left leftist type people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times in the area that we live in, especially, yeah. but when you bring up the homeless, everyone turns into Hitler. <laughs> everyone? A lot of people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. They they go like, we need to get rid of them. Well, the wealthy like, liberals. Yeah. 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 The wealthy liberals. We need to get rid of them. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. Who do you hear that from? Dude, I, heard, I <laughs> Let's just say some in my family. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I remember I was having a conversation with a person in my family mm -hmm. and uh, it was there. Uh, I was like, what what, do, what would you do with the homeless? I was just asking them, like, what would mm -hmm. you do with them? And they're like, I don't know, get them in a train and ship them off to a camp somewhere. And I'm what like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do they hear themselves when they talk? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So, so part of me is like, is it that, there's just like there's like the even these apps like Citizen, yeah, which like report like crime like crimes that have gone on, yeah, and um and you're like in your area, so I'm like, I I feel like there's like a lot of people who are profiting off of like just covering like these small like whether it's theft, you know, a lot of times it's mostly just the you know yeah. theft, you know, some every once in a it's while a there's a lot of shoplifting in the Bay Area. Yeah. At, especially at like there's yeah, crime maybe rings because they, like Walgreens, maybe, they hit Walgreens, yeah. Targets, grocery store, CVS, stuff. Well maybe like that. because the Bay Area is like this area where like you're either like you're like well off and you have a place mm -hmm. or you're just like just barely getting by. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean there's the Bay Area is massively expensive. Like yeah. without a doubt. And there's a huge um, class disparity is what I'm saying in the Bay yeah, Area. Oh, definitely. There's, like, wealth, like, inequality is very apparent in the Bay Area, yeah. more so than other cities. I think that's because, partly because there's so much money here and there is so much business here, you know, from Silicon Valley to, you know, other you know things, tech and whatnot. But, do, but, do, but the crazy thing is, is that there are full-time jobs in the Bay Area that do not cover rent. Yeah. No, that, yeah. That's crazy. That's like it's like most how, of them don't. Yeah, it's like that's crazy. <laughs> most of them don't. That's crazy, and it's like it's like it's like how how am I like how are we supposed to like live on our own? How are we supposed to fucking you know? Yeah. Say, first off, we'll never fucking buy a house in this area. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, fucking our buddy's house sold just down the street from me. Just sold. It was on the market for maybe a week. 
1.5 million. You know his That's house crazy. is you know, it's a nice house, but it's a normal neighborhood. It's a suburb. It's nothing special yeah. about it. It's behind it's backed up to a highway. It's yeah. backed up to the fucking freeway. Yeah. 1.6 million. Insane. Crazy. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. It's it's very it's makes you not want to live in this I, area. I think the Bay Area is a microcosm, though. It's a lot True. more of of the general United States. But, too, but I mean, I like, look, this it's, is the general trend. It's from San Jose to San Francisco, major, though. Like it's like like yeah, it's like the Bay Area. Yeah, this it's a microcosm of the greater United States because it's it's there's more money here. It's more advanced. Um and its issues have come more to the forefront due to all the people that live here, all the money that's here, and all the wealth inequality, and just how far along advanced it yeah. is. So these problems are going to come and have already come to other major U.S. cities, and it'll become a. It, every time I'm reading things online, people in Houston say it, Austin, oh, housing keeps going up, jobs aren't paying for it. You know, be it Seattle, Miami. Yeah. Housing prices keep going up in all these cities. It's harder to find a job that'll that'll well, cover it. Well, let's and 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 because yeah. of that, people resort to crime. Yeah, yeah. So the, so that's what I wanted to get back. We can to, connect yeah. this to the hustle we we're talking about earlier with the prostitutions. You know, all of America sometimes feels like one big hustle. Yeah. Whether you're on OnlyFans, everyone or everyone has to be everyone body, has to be a fucking dude. Did you this see? This is just another way for people to get, hustle. Essentially, did you see? You know, you know Gary V, right? Gary V. He was like the Instagram, like he's like this Instagram dude. He's like talks about like you know hustle, like hustle grind set and stuff oh, like one that. Of those guys? Yeah, one of these guys. Okay. And <laughs> recently, and recently, recently he was uh, sharing videos of him going to garage sales Man. and uh, and like picking up toys and stuff like that, and uh-huh. then like flipping them on eBay. He's like, look, I got this toy. Flipped it for twenty dollars. You know, it's like <laughs> like I need to get a life. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, you know, and it's just like you know, there's like a lot of people, you know, especially like rich people who think like, oh, well, you just you know need to believe in the fucking meritocracy, which is fucking bullshit. Mm. But yeah, anyways, but I think the this this theft, a lot a lot of the thefts, the the motivation behind it is that people's material needs are not being fucking met, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And especially in San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's fucking expensive. It's like, it's crazy, dude. S- some areas of San Francisco, nice. Some areas, yeah, there's a shit ton of homeless. You want to know why? Because there's no goddamn subsidized housing. <laughs> well, and the city does intentionally try and keep them all within one area. And it's not just San Francisco that does that. Like, all the cities, yeah. at least that I know of in the Bay Area and California, try and, like, condense their homelessness to one area. That way it's easier to police, for one. Yeah. And... Two, they can keep it out of the nice areas and just be like, oh, yeah, that's this neighborhood, that street, whether, yeah. you know, it's a famous Skid Row or fucking, I just, I can't remember what the one in San Francisco is called, or, you know, whatever it is in Santa Cruz or San Jose, you know, you're like, oh, all the homeless people are over here on this street, you know, maybe a couple other spots, but everywhere else, you know, you can, yeah. you know, keep yeah. the eyesore tucked away, but, out of sight, but, out of mind. you know, the fucking, the pearl clutchers, They'll fucking see this shit and they'll be like, see, this is a violent city and, you know, we need to be tougher on crime and San Francisco isn't tough on crime enough. You know, that's what the takeaways oh, yeah. they'll it's get. It's from- always with, with, with conservative types. It'll always be a way to opt for more policing. And even libs, honestly. Just, well, yeah, it's just a way for them to encourage more policing because 
I know that a lot of people will look at this and be like, well, we just need a bit more police presence. We just need, you know, yeah, more That's more not going to help. That's not going to help. Yeah, it just makes it worse. Yeah, it just makes it worse. Because, you know, you get arrested, you go to jail, and then you come out and you and you're for, angry. <laughs> and you opt for even more crime. You yeah. Learn, yeah, you learn how to not get caught next time. Yeah, exactly. And, and you go steal some more catalytic converters out of a Nissan Altima. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some other current shit going on. Okay. Let's talk about the phenomenon of a one Brandon. The Brandon? The Brandon. <laughs> All right. Let's Love go Brandon. Brandon. All right. So this is one. It, we've had a lot of discussions, especially in our group chats, about this one. Uh, it seems to be. Personally, I love it. <laughs> That's a lie. It's not a lie. Let's go Brandon. You, you really, you really, it triggers you, Zach. It triggers, triggers you. Triggers me. I'm so triggered. It triggers you, bro. Brandon. That's Curse why. you, Brandon. All right. Who is Brandon? Who is the real Brandon? He's so, a NASCAR driver. Yeah. So like there was <laughs> Poor guy. So, context. If you don't know. What I the wonder last, how he feels about it. If you don't know about what it is, basically at a NASCAR race, there was a rat, uh, racer who won. His name was Brandon. And there was last an announcement. No last name. Yeah. Just Brandon. Just Brandon. Says that on his birth certificate. And so the, so then the announcer was like, he, they were saying, fuck Joe Biden in the crowd in the media. Yeah, the, the, media. the crowd so was like, cheering. She's like, you hear Joe them? Biden. They're saying, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and look, was it a f- kind of funny moment? Sure. All right. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a funny moment. You yeah. see it. Yeah. You're like, all right, funny. Ha ha. <laughs> but Zach, conservatives are some of the most uncreative, unoriginal, beat a joke until it's a dead horse and then you beat it some more. You know what I mean? Like, and they, (laughs) it's, it's, it's honestly just annoying. It's really annoying because they think they're being all cutesy and they're like, oh, we said the secret code word. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, fuck Joe Biden. Just say fuck Joe Biden. Dude, literally fucking leftists are saying fuck Joe Biden all the fucking time. Yeah. Just say that. Just say that. No, no, we got to do it. And dude, the merch. There's been an onslaught of... Well, that's really what it's for. It's for selling merch. That's exactly. You know, a wise man once said... Wise man Felix from uh, Chapo Trap House. Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, uh, "He said every everybody strives to be a t-shirt salesman. <laughs> Again, everybody's got to find their hustle. Yeah. Whether you're selling your picks on OnlyFans, please subscribe to my OnlyFans, or you're stealing catalytic converters, or selling Let's Go Brandon merch. Yeah, everybody <laughs> wants to be a t-shirt salesman. <laughs> there's nothing truer than that. There's all, and it's funny. It's just." I don't know, like, I just, I think I'm confused why so many people want to fuck, they want to fuck Joe Biden. They want to fuck Joe Biden. I don't know why, every, every, all these, all these (laughs) conservatives just talk about how they want to fuck old ass Joe Biden and his bussy. One, one of our friends pointed out, and I think this is very true, uh, he's right about this. He's like, well, you know, they view it as the media censoring them. And so right. that plays into the narrative that is present within right-wing mainstream media. Which is victimhood complex. Yeah, vict- it's very much a victimhood thing. Um, but they believe the media is aligned against them. The media works for Joe Biden somehow. You're all it's controlled. very special. Yeah. <laughs> it's controlled by the Democrats. 
and and that right wingers are getting silent somehow that's part of like what many people on the conservative right of america believe that's a major narrative point for them you know uh, fake news you know was a classic donald trump you right. know trumpism thing um so you know our friend pointed out like oh you know they're on tv and the reporter didn't say oh they're saying fuck joe biden the president they don't like the president here but I was like, yes, I understand. That's definitely what they think. That's definitely why this has be became such a thing. It is, is because they see it as them being censored somehow. So now they've got to use this code word in order to get around the censor of, uh, you know, so they have their coded language to avoid the mainstream censors. But at the same time, I was like, look, was this like a local broadcaster? Like they have like the FCC will come down hard on like the news. Like, you know how the fucking TV is. They're not going to say fuck on live like a news reporter. Oh, they're saying fuck Joe Biden. Is it going to say fuck during like a live report? You know, so like even if she heard it correctly or misheard it. Who fucking she knows? wouldn't even be but, like, well, the yeah. crowd's rowdy here yeah, tonight or exactly. some shit like that. So, yeah. like, they're not going to say fuck regardless of their politic, you know, political alignment or agenda. You most know? likely if you're because NASCAR they're not allowed race, to. Well, most likely if you're in a NASCAR race, saying there's probably not a lot of leftists there. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yeah, it doesn't draw a certain crowd, the NASCAR crowd. I mean, dude, NASCAR, you, you watch NASCAR. you watch any think, you watch any fucking Channel Five video where they go to a NASCAR event, and you'll see it's like just for, full of the most dumbest chuds. <laughs> dude, this has see. been a, a stereotype of NASCAR and like rural America for like as long as I can remember. Like you know. Beer, NASCAR, Jesus. My three Show me your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> My three favorite things. Beer, NASCAR, Jesus, and buttholes, I yeah. guess, if you're so inclined. Well, it, it, well, dude, like I said in the Channel 5 video, they're all saying, show me your butthole. I don't know why. Wonderful. Um, anyway, but yeah, so... Yeah, uh, it's, it's stupid. Like, honestly, like, at the end of the day... Have it's, you seen... I mean, okay, I do know the answer for you, but yeah. how many people, I mean, we are in California, but I want to, I'm curious how many people are unironically saying this and think, because I, I compare it to also the same friend that pointed that thing out about the, the media deal. He's like, oh, you know, well, you know, it's very tribalist. And, you know, I think they remember still to this day how, you know, liberals had fucked Donald Trump, like the YG song, fuck Donald Trump, which was a but, banger. Yeah. It was like undeniably, it was like it was a good. It like you good listen, song. you and listen, was, you listen to like. Oh yeah, I, I showed you and Andrew a little bit of it, but conservative rap have, have taken the "Let's Go Brandon" thing and run. Yeah. There's a lot of "Let's Go Brandon" conservative rap songs. Conservative rap, well, that's yeah. very niche. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that gets much radio play. Yeah, but, uh, but you compare the the conservative rap to like YG with the fuck fuck Donald Trump, yeah. which was a banger. But like, I remembered people maybe said "fuck Donald Trump" from time to time, and like I would see artwork or posters that might say fuck donald trump but i don't remember it being as ubiquitous and like so much in the forefront of like you know just american you know culture as as let's go brandon has dominated fucking things it really has and and i think that's kind of ironic that they think that they're being censored but yet it's like become like super culminating everybody in america culminating this now in a brave patriot calling uh joe biden with uh his wife 
for Christmas. Uh, for Christmas, I showed you the video where there was mm. a guy on the other line. He's like, "Oh, let's go, Brandon!" And he's like, "And Joe Biden, his well, old Joe ass. Biden's there talking to his yeah, kid, but asking his kid what he wants for Christmas. He's just doing a PR service. Yeah, it's some, just some a PR bullshit, event. Yeah, yeah. It's not political at yeah, all. Yeah, but, but it's you not see something him, the fucking see, president look, does. And look, I think honestly, the reality of it, and people, Joe Biden goes, "Let's go, Brandon Jack. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon Jack." And and you know the funny thing is it's like yeah okay it's funny but the thing is is he that said it. Joe Biden said or fucking Joe he Biden said it said, he said the thing <laughs> he said the thing and then you can go oh that's it's a it. soy face won. Jack I'll the soy face Jack pointing towards <laughs> yes, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh he did it <laughs> yeah yeah there dude. you guys go slam dunk you win <laughs> yeah it's it's and and the reality of it is politics what, what solved. I I think the most the re- the most uh reasonable like reasoning behind that mm-hmm. is that most likely a staffer told Joe Biden at some point that yeah oh yeah, yeah they're sure saying he's... they're saying let's go Brandon but as most in their 80s can't do make new memories i'm sure he probably just forgot it cuz it wasn't super important yeah it's not it's <laughs> probably like at the bottom of his priorities list every president is going to deal with fucking uh you know, criticism and people fucking Yeah, but they haven't them. had a banger like, let's go, Brandon. Every well, president actually, in the actually, history of actually, America had somebody say, fuck that guy. I guarantee okay. it. Fuck Calvin Coolidge. Well, I said it there. Well, <laughs> Obama, Obama had the famous, oh, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. And of course, like, they probably know about it, but it's low on their priorities. You know, I'm going to be devil's advocate for the president, presidents in general, not just Joe Biden. Stuff like that. Is probably, hopefully, I hope they're not so petty. That's what was weird with Donald Trump was he would be so petty as to be upset about that. Yeah, he would. But, you know, that's like at the bottom of their priorities list and something they don't even need to pay attention to, really. Like, it doesn't change much for them, I don't think. No, it doesn't. You know, so... Like, of course, like Joe Biden. Yeah. And he's there doing a PR event where he's talking to kids about what they want for Christmas. And you just hear somebody say something. He's like, yeah, let's, let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fucking next call, please. Let's be, get me out of here. Yeah. I, need, I need to go. I need to go <laughs> get some adrenochrome, Jack. <laughs> he's go drink his adrenochrome. <laughs> he's on the phone call. He's like uh, talking to the kids. And he's like, that one sounds like they're probably filled with Go get figure out where he is. That's why at the end of the call, he asked the guy, he's like, are you in Oregon? Everybody thought that day he was setting him up for to get gra- snatched by the jackbooted thugs. Yeah. But he was he was really oh, opting for the Funny his you bring kid. up Oregon, because Oregon literally like one of one of like the, with the highest number of like white nationalists like like in <laughs> in the state. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a haven for white nationalists. My real question here in yeah. regards to this man's Christmas call, because this happened on Christmas. All right. Is this part of the ongoing war on christmas was he fighting the good fight in favor right. of defending christmas well okay look, look i'm a soldier on the front lines of the war on christmas i am i fight for santa i'm in the sleigh with the with the machine gun yeah. i'm flying over like that scene in full metal jacket get some shooting yeah. from santa's sleigh I'm fighting for Christmas. I'm trying to save Christmas from types like you. You're on the anti-Christmas yeah, war side. You're yeah. a Christmas rebel. Yeah, <laughs> I hate Christmas. You're trying to kill Santa. Actually, you're I trying actually, to assassinate. I followed your I Santa enjoy, assassination. I enjoy. Plot. I enjoy parts of Christmas, but I don't think it's it's not my favorite holiday. No. 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 I mean, I like. In all seriousness, I'm I'm joking about you. I think you New Year's New Year's New Year's is probably my favorite holiday. Really? Yeah. New Year's. Yeah. I. I I swear I've heard you say before you Christmas is one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Okay. 
New Year's is my absolute favorite. It doesn't stop favorites. the fact that you try and con- constantly so destroy let's talk about Christmas. It. So this is a constant. I mean, it's a narrative as old as time or as old Dude, it's as... been on the news since I was like, yeah. like in elementary school. Yeah. Maybe not that old. Like but... Sam Cedar, when he used to be on MSNBC, was like arguing about the war <laughs> on Christmas. Like... It's been like, I remember, fuck, I do. I think the first time I heard somebody even allude to this, maybe I was like in six, seven, Bill grade. O'Reilly. No, no. Um, I was with a friend in like middle school at the mall and we went to the Starbucks. You know how Target's always have a Starbucks and I'm in the mall for some reason. And we were getting them and it was around Christmas time and the cop said, happy holidays. And my friend turned to me and he's like, you know, some people say that they're trying to stop people from saying Merry Christmas. And it said they got to say happy holidays. I was maybe 12 or 13 at the time. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) The whole thing. Like, why would somebody think that? And, um, but, you know, from there, you know, you would see it became like a constant thing, like a focal point on Fox News every time this they roll it out every year, you know, like, oh, here's the war on Christmas. Happy holidays. People, you know, aren't saying happy holidays because like the original idea was that, oh, you have to say happy holidays to be inclusive of like, oh, people who celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, people who celebrate Kwanzaa or whatever the fuck, yeah. you know, but like, really, I always thought. Happy holidays was saying happy holidays as in Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. It's, an, it's a more and then inc- everything else in the. It's time a of more year. inclusive word. Not even that it had to be inclusive, but just to it's a pejorative. Yeah, just to get them all out of the way. Yeah, and say, yeah. You know, happy holidays. <laughs> boom. There you go. Um. Yeah, that was dumb. Oh, oh here was here was a famous famous moment. This is just off the top of my head. Was the uh, uh, I forget which Fox News pundit, but the Santa. <laughs> Santa wasn't black. Oh, I yeah, forget who it was. The lady, it okay. was one of the blonde Ke- ladies. Kelly, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, I think. Yes. Yeah. Santa wasn't black. Like, <laughs> like, it's like, bro, you're talking about a made-up character, first off. <laughs> Second, who, if you want a fucking Vietnamese black Santa, who cares? I want all different types of Santas, all right? Well, what about Krampus? Hell yeah, dude. Hell fucking yeah. Krampus helped Santa deliver presents, and... If anything, you're on you're you're on Krampus's side. I'm on Santa's side. Sure. Yeah, I'm helping deliver the presents. You're delivering beatdowns with Krampus to the naughty children on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a dumb it's a dumb like you know. I personally think it's hilarious. It, I think it's most funny. people have picked up on well, how funny it there is. There was a there was like a to funny... just pretend that it's an actual war. Like yeah. every year around Christmas, a war. The war my that father, we've been fighting for my years. My father did five to five tours in the war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like uh, it, it's Christmas it's, is never going away anytime soon. No, like, regardless but, of what they but say. It's, but uh, the and, thing and is with Merry Christmas. The all thing the is with with holidays. more conservative people, they don't like change. It's a they don't thing. like it's they know they don't too. like change of any kind, right? So there's no change. You can everybody celebrates Christmas. I the know, same but, way but, but 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 here's the life. thing. Here's the thing. Remember Donald Trump? One of the things. One of the many things he said. He's like, we're gonna say Merry Christmas again. <laughs> you know because you know people had said. Happy yeah. holidays in order to not be like, oh, you know, we're just saying Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If anything's warring on Christmas, it's fucking COVID and Omicron. Yeah. That's what's ruining my That's Christmas true. every year, even though we all went ahead with Christmas activities. Yeah, just give since, the fuck. Yeah. Fuck you, Omicron. Fuck Omicron. You're not warring on my Christmas. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just a, just a dumb talking point that gets regurgitated <laughs> every fucking year, and you know, it's it's it's, it's part of the victimhood thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's 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 so that they, legitimately in the news they can like have a you know a point where they're like, can you believe what they're doing to Christmas? And then like older people or more conservative minded people will be like, no way, they're trying to change Christmas. And then you get upset. It feeds the outrage machine that American politics yeah. is built around. You're upset now, and you're upset for no reason because it's not happening. There's no war on Christmas. You know, there's nobody's trying to change anything. No. Whether they're saying happy holidays or not, who gives a fuck? They're not trying to spoil Christmas and take <laughs> yeah. it away, you know. Um, but like it's just it's just there to just fucking upset people, feed this outrage machine, let well, people feel like victims. And, and, in and the then years long, at the end, just feed this constant cycle of like nonsense in American politics. In, and every year, every fucking in year. the years long of battle on the war on Christmas, there was an interesting in which update. Which you killed many elves. There, there's, yeah. I've seen your necklace. I, I was talking to you about it last <laughs> night, talking about how I like, I have like a necklace of ears, of elf ears, and I fucking, <laughs> I have public beheadings of them. <laughs> your I'm, favorite I, sight is snow the, freshly the, soaked with the blood the of elves. elves red yeah. snow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you heard that story about the uh, someone set the Fox News Christmas tree on fire. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think it's in New York. Um, yeah, the Fox News has a Christmas tree, and I guess someone uh, set it on fire. And you. guess guess who got it? Guess, I know who it was. guess who got to play victim though? Like hardcore, they milked the absolute shit out of it. They got used it to. This is a personal dude, Tucker on us Tucker and Carlson used it as a moment to just shit on the homeless. Of course. Uh, <laughs> You know, they d tried to, you know, spin it as, you know, the dangerous cities, you know. Oh, yeah, because it's in New York. Yeah. See, see how they wrap all these narratives together? Yeah. It's almost like brilliant in a certain way because there you can bring two together. The war on Christmas, the conservative victimhood, people being after you. And then you can throw it all in and be like, it's because of these goddamn liberal cities. Yeah. Yeah. I see right through your bullshit. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that there's a lot of conservatives who like going to liber liberal so-called liberal cities. And, yeah, there's you tons know, of people of all yeah. cities. Yeah. You know, people love being in cities. Why not? Regardless of your politics, yeah. city life's way better than yeah. But they'll life. shit. But then they'll shit on it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they like to. But, they just like to be angry. They just like to be angry. Bro. Now you're telling me Christmas is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're trying to cancel Christmas? <laughs> cancel culture at it again. <laughs> well, you know, um, speaking on the war on Christmas, um, it seems like our one of our idols, someone we look up to it's very, true. very much. True. He was having a, his own war on Christmas in his very home on Christmas Eve night. And that's our beloved Alex Jones. Oh. Christmas Eve night. Was getting beat by his wife. I was I was being abused. I'm a victim. Alex Jones, ladies and gentlemen, I have the documents. I have the pictures. I have our favorite, I have the tears on on my handkerchief. Our favorite truth exposer. Truth, uh, truth warrior. Truth warrior. Info wars. Info soldier. Look, I political look, if, activist Alex Jones. If Alex Jones didn't have 
any like legitimate like influence over people and people could just enjoy Alex Jones for his fucking crazy nonsense because like I love Alex Jones because he's just oh, I do too. he's insane. Big fan. He's insane. You know what I mean? He's just like and he'll just say like outwardly just in sh- saying shit like you know like the frogs are gay, you know, or yeah. you know like and it's funny actually recently I saw um Alex Jones uh oh you know had a thing he came out cuz I don't know if you saw Trump he had an interview with uh, Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. And in the interview, she's, like, trying to, like, get him to say some anti-vax shit. But Trump goes, like, look at her, get vaccinated, you know. And, and, you know, Trump's pushing the vaccine. And funny enough. Oh, and Alex Jones is upset about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're trying to push the globalist vaccine. Uh, They're trying to kill the population. Well, it seems but, like Alex Jones might have other things to but worry just, just, on the home, just, about wait, wait, on the just, home front. Just real quick tangent. Interestingly enough, if Trump continues like this pro vaccine take and this like, you know, uh, you know, take the vaccine take, he actually might risk it, uh, alienating himself from his base. Honestly, it legit. doesn't matter. The no, box no, no. has already been open. Trump or no, no Trump. No, I'm, Trumpism. I, is, I'm, t- is I'm now telling here. you the, 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 this, the, there's a lot of like Trump's are going like, I feel like Trump's lying to me now. He's trying to tell yeah, me to take the vaccine. If anything, it's just going to push those. People. It's not going to change anybody's opinion. No. Nobody's going to become a leftist because Donald Trump said something about vaccines. But anyway. Okay, so it seems Alex Jones might have bigger things to worry about whether the, other than whether... Other than the globalist. Other than the globalist agenda, because the globalist agenda has seemed to find its way into his home. Um, because on Christmas Eve night... Um, apparently, reported, allegedly, reportedly, um, Alex Jones' wife struck him over 20 times and left the right-wing conspiracy theory radio host in fear for his life on Christmas Eve. So talk about the real war on Christmas Eve. How dare she? Another (laughs) victim. Sounds like he's about to be another victim of divorce court. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Jones, apparently, um... Gave a little bit of a statement saying it's a private matter, but who gives a fuck? It's a private matter, but don't worry. I I do indeed have the documents. He said she had some kind of medication imbalance. She had an imbalance in her medication. She wasn't taking the... (laughs) Probably the same stuff that made the frogs gay. Yeah. Or, you know, Um, or the medication he thinks is like uh, those the bullshit supplements that he shills on his. uh, (laughs) Apparently it was so bad it left him in fear for his life, according to police documents. I'm in fear for my life. (laughs) (laughs) Jones was struck over 20 times at least, which one of uh, and also he was struck with a possible shampoo bottle <laughs> quote possible shampoo bottle that's police say it was caused, not a shampoo bottle <laughs> caused quote a burning to his eyes i guess it wasn't l'oreal uh, my eyes were burning it, um, i guess it wasn't l'oreal's no tears oh, shampoo shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um boo and he was quick to boo. assert that uh, no you deserve a booing for that Okay, I was quick to assert that it's a private family member that a private family matter that happened on Christmas Eve, and I love my wife and I care about her. 
and it's all some, my wife. <laughs> and it's some type of medication imbalance. So my question for you is, what do you think he did or said that spoiled Christmas Eve this much? Because we all, I'm sure, at our own homes. Santa isn't real. <laughs> she, t- she said Santa isn't real. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I have the document. Santa is real. All right. Why did I hear? Now tell me this. Why did I hear the pitter-pattering of little antlers? And why did I hear a great big jolly man come down my... (laughs) Well, as Alex Jones once famously reported, Santa was about to out the deep state... That's right. The good thing he was about to he, he was about to expose the Clintons. <laughs> the Clintons tried to have Santa killed. One of Hillary's assassins had to go after Santa, but thankfully I was there as Santa's top bodyguard, defending him on the war That's on Christmas right. every year. You know, it really that really hurts my voice to do it. It hurts your voice to do it. Yeah, Blackhawk helicopters, Blackhawk helicopters, Red Slay swarming in on our location. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the truth I have is so damning that <laughs> Black Hawk helicopters are swarming on our location. <laughs> well, hopefully the Black Hawk helicopters came for Alex Jones in time because it seems that his wife might have been like a sleeper cell of some kind. That's right. For That's right. The globalist elite that he's been crusading right against. under my nose the damn whole damn time, <laughs> and they uh, they gave her the activation code. All right, in all seriousness, you know what's the most interesting thing I think about with Alex Jones mm-hmm. is that Alex Jones has like daughters. Yeah. And why is that interesting? Imagine him as a father. (laughs) I'm sure he's a great dad. (laughs) I'm the best dad. Uh, uh, Blow raspberries on your stomach. He doesn't seem to be a very good husband. Or maybe he's a great husband and it's all her. See, the problem (laughs) is is I I love too much. (laughs) (laughs) But nothing can stop the vicious beatdown Alex received at the hands of his wife on Christmas Eve. And you know what? If you come from a, an interesting family, something probably ruined your Christmas early on. <laughs> yeah, like you. Christmas Christmas <laughs> is ruined on Christmas Eve in all intense family households. Christmas Eve, is there's always something going down that ruins the holiday spirit, causes a big blow-up fight. <laughs> I was telling you about how... Um, when I was telling you about my Christmas Eve altercation, I was telling you about how a little bit after that I, I opened up Reddit and the first thing I listed up there was uh, a question saying, seeing, saying, people whose Christmas has already been ruined, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, anytime you just get family together, you know there's going to be some bullshit. Yeah. But... I mean, yeah. <laughs> at least you didn't get beat by your wife with a shampoo bottle. <laughs> I really. What did he say? What do you think he said? That, do you that, think it will fit in my ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What was he saying? The liberals uh, are going to have a field day with this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what would be the problem in the Jones household, but... Just like picture, I'm just, I'm again. Do you think he just wouldn't shut up about something? He kept talking about the globalist. Maybe he was complaining about Donald Trump's vaccine. Uh, thing. The globalist didn't like, pick up after enough. themselves in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> the globalist should be spending most of this holiday in the kitchen, <laughs> getting the, the pie like, ready. I, like, 
like I liked I liked that, that all of his conspiracy theories just come down to his, like his ex wife. <laughs> That's a bitter victim of divorce court, Alex Jones. <laughs> the globalist lead over cooked the ham. <laughs> She's like, "That's enough." Do you think he's probably just going on and on about Donald Trump and the vaccine and the deep state yeah. and the globalists like, and the Alex, frogs and the five G? Every d- I know this is every day, but Christmas can't we have just Christmas? <laughs> no, <laughs> truth does not stop for for any one holiday, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you this, all right? Why do you keep saying, ladies and gentlemen? It's just me here. <laughs> <laughs> they're ever they're listening at all times. <laughs> they're listening at all times, and they're afraid of the truth that I show on my my program. Infowars.com. <laughs> she um, probably just snapped. She's like, "That's a fucking. That's it. I'm gonna beat it. this motherfucker's head in <laughs> yeah, with a shampoo bottle." Yeah, she just had the first thing in her <laughs> hand. Enough about the vaccines. Enough about the deep state. <laughs> yeah, dude. Christmas Eve beatdown. Yeah, dude. <laughs> And she fucking blasted headstrong by trap. Poor guy. <laughs> well, <what> if- <laughs> she just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Do you ever think that... Did you ever play this prank on somebody on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day? You get somebody a gift and it's a package and they open it up and it's like, your gift this year is Omicron. No. No? Maybe that's... Maybe that. Maybe he had something like that where he... uh he was like, oh, yeah, I got you a gift this year, honey. He, he forgot. And then she's like, what? And he's like, I got you Omicron. And he, like, coughs on her or something. Oh, great, Alex. <laughs> Fluoride-free toothpaste. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. I feel bad. I'm sorry for him. And Yeah. Uh, so are we shaming? This week's shame is Alex Jones' wife. <laughs> yeah. Shame on you, yeah. Alex Jones' It goes wife. both ways. <laughs> Domestic <laughs> violence goes both ways. Yeah. All right. Not all men. Hashtag not Hashtag. all men. Look, we're taking a MRA uh, heel turn. We're going to become uh, big fans of Jordan Peterson and talk about oh, yeah. how women are the dragons <laughs> of chaos. <laughs> Exhibit A, Alex Jones' wife. Yeah. So shame on her for ruining, continuing this what needless... What would we do without men? <laughs> shame on Alex Jones' wife for continuing this needless shameful war on christmas by bringing it into the home yeah alex jones probably just dressed up as santa and he's having a good old jolly time well apparently he's like like, he's a big booze bag he's like a big booze bag oh yeah oh yeah yeah. where have you heard that from (laughs) from joe rogan (laughs) joe Joe rogan's got mad beef with alex jones no they're good they're good they're good well (laughs) you know not like i like joe i'm Sometimes, sometimes uh, when I hear like fa- famous cases of DV, I'll be like, you know, just because I'm being a little shit, I like to be like, she probably deserved it. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds like the the Bill Burr bit about uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna. He's like, he's like, he's like, look, it's wrong, it's absolutely wrong, but what if she said some relationship ending shit? She said. Yeah, but I'm gonna fuck all your friends, <laughs> you know, or you know. So I, is that what Alex said to his wife? I don't know. I'm gonna I fuck all your friends. <laughs> no, I think I think he was just probably, maybe in this case. Maybe he. I think most it. likely he he's just it. an unbearable person to be around. <laughs> That's what I I figure because I feel like with him it doesn't stop ever. It doesn't stop ever, you know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what's here? So I think you he's, hear, he's acting on his show. You want to hear something interesting? He's not. Ta- he's. I. I disagree with that statement because h- h- him 
in the public eye is an act. He's not serious, and I don't think that's how he is in his day-to-day life. Like, you know, even when you've seen the Joe Rogan with him on it, he does kind of, like, open up a little bit and kind of drop the act so much, you know? Yeah, but, but it's it's one of the things where the act has kind of, he has become the act. The yeah, act of course, but him. it's like, you know, I don't think he's like that all the goddamn time. Yeah. On Christmas. You want to hear something interesting about Alex Jones? Hmm. Alex Jones is selling coffee made by the Zapatistas in Mexico. Oh, really? The <laughs> rebel faction? Yeah. yeah. It's been, like, in an ongoing war with the Mexican government yeah. for, like, 30 years. The famous, like, leftist... Yeah, yeah, they are socialists. They're yeah. socialists, and yeah. Alex Jones buys co- and sells coffee made by them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned that the other day, because, you know, I'm sure not a lot of sponsors lining up to, to go with Alex Jones nowadays, mm-hmm. especially after... Well, you know, you also remember recently i it wasn't that long ago like they like he has to like pay like a oh shit yeah there ton was a settlement for the sandy hook parents uh, victims parents of the victims yeah um, but yeah so you know what's funny i think this is the first time we've brought up alex jones on our show yet mm-hmm. he's one of your favorite like radio commentators like you i just do, uh, you yeah. do t- you do do the voice of Fairmount, and not just on the on the show. Yeah, no, I, but do, I do do that in just regular life. I think this is the first time we've talked about him. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Check out Infowars, guys. No, don't. don't <laughs> oh, you know who's even worse than him though is his is his like he has like a little minion, Paul Joseph Watson, oh, he's, a British he's guy. He's oh, bad. he's the worst. Tim he's Pool. worse than him. Tim Pool. He's Tim Pool's one of his minions too. Uh, I think t- well, Tim Pool used to work for Vice. I think Tim Pool likes him a lot. Like they're like, because he likes doing that. Like, look, I wish I could be friends with Alex Jones. Yeah. I want to be friends. with He him. seems like he'd be fun to hang out yeah. with. I would love to drink with Alex Jones, dude. Don't tell me that wouldn't be a fucking hell of fun time. Just New Year's Eve, let's invite Alex Jones back. Yo, you're obviously not gonna be spending it with your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come hang out with us on New Year's Eve. Let's get absolutely trashed with Alex Jones. That'd right, be hell of fun. It. I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah. One day we'll have Alex Jones on this show as a special guest. I'm sure it's not that hard. One day. I'm sure it's not that hard. <laughs> That's my goal. That's if this show does if I get anything from doing this goddamn podcast I want to meet Alex Jones because of it. I feel like that's like every podcaster's goal at this point. <laughs> meet Alex Jones. Yeah. Get him on. Um, all right. Well, you had a uh, one last thing you wanted right. to bring up before we close a it out. A final little topic. It's unrelated to Christmas, unless Christmas makes you want to kill yourself. Then I guess it could be I mean, related. Most suicides happen during this time. Oh of yeah. Year. <laughs> um, but um, so this is. I saw this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was riding the fucking train, and I'm like looking at my phone, and I saw this thing about. Um, this company in Switzerland called like Sarco, I think they're called, okay. has developed, they 3D printed it too, um, a suicide capsule, like a pod, like, um, that yeah. one enters in order to have a quick and painless suicide, assisted suicide death. Um, okay. so this was making the rounds uh, online and in the media a few weeks ago and people were like, oh yeah, the Swiss government is debating about whether this is ethical or not looking into it it turns out like a lot of the statements about it were overblown the swiss government isn't like actually 
like examining this for actual use in assisted suicide yeah. or anything. Which I'm, I'm all for. Fucking yeah, yeah, but like, and it does happen, and it, it is legal in in Switzerland. You know, if you're like, uh, you know, riddled with cancer or you know whatever, have something other yeah. terminal illness, and you're gonna die. You know, like Alzheimer's, I I think could be a good example when someone's so far gone from Alzheimer's, you kind of just, you know, stop feeding them or whatever. And, you know, so this would be a, a, the idea behind it is one enters this pod. This is what I read. I don't know if it's real or how it really works. I also heard some rumors that it's not a real thing and that it's an art project that was developed. Like it was half serious, like it started as an art project or something. I don't know about that. It's just rumors I saw online that it's it's 3D printed and it's some type of art project that, you know, got a media stir and we're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a real thing. And supposedly how it works is one, the suicide side person, the suicidal victim, whatever the fuck they're called. The person enters the pod and it closes. And apparently there's an, it has to be like a hundred percent, um, um, like a consent. So there's like an inject button. So you can like push an inject button at any time. If you change your mind at any time and it'll shoot you out like a fucking like jet fighter pilot, like just <laughs> shoot you out. And, but apparently it closes in and there's a camera there too, that you're talking to your doctor and maybe whoever else is fucking watching you die. Um, you know, your lawyer, <laughs> your doctor, Dude, sell it as God, content. sell it the as priest. content, make a show out of it. <laughs> the People priest. You know, and they keep asking you if you're, you know, okay with this. And I guess like the pod fills with like gas, like nitrous, you know, so it like gets you high because it's supposed to make you feel good, you know, before because yeah. it's supposed to be like, completely painless and, and the easiest way, the most ideal way that you could go out. And it do fills a with bunch like of whippets, Hell yeah, yeah it like fills like nitrous, so you become all dissociated and really fucking high. And then all the oxygen leaves and you essentially get hypoxia you know like a lot of um you know hypoxia is like when you don't get any oxygen in your brain yeah Yeah. and you supposedly get hypoxia and you pass out and then you essentially just suffocate well passed out and apparently that's uh according whoever built this thought that would be the nicest way to die to kill yourself so yeah doesn't sound like a bad deal would you do it Oh, hold on. Hold on. Disclaimer. I got to say this because I've posted things on social media. I've written things about suicide before for school and it always fucking gets me in trouble. I always got to answer to someone being like, are you suicidal? Full disclosure. We're not suicidal. (laughs) (laughs) We're not suicidal. Um, but we'll talk about suicide and suicidal ideation, but please don't flag this. Well, I, I, well, would you use this? Is my question. Well, I, I mean, I'm. Pro- if you were suicidal or if you were terminally ill. No, I don't think it's sh- like if you're just like, if you just want to fucking end your. That's like super like libertarian like mindset. Like, I should be able to end my life. Yeah, what if you don't? What if the right to exit? What if you just don't want to uh, be alive? You're not terminally I don't know. ill. That's, that's you a, just want to kill yourself. That's a little too dark, but the, the one the, the one way I will, I will kind of like talk about this is like. I like as far as like euthanasia goes as far as like if you have like a debilitating disease like you mentioned or something like that well 100% if you want to go out with dignity 
You know what I mean? And not like, I mean, not dignity, but if you want to go out and not have to fight a long battle against a yeah. disease or something like that, or degrade to the point where your brains are pudding or, yeah. you know, or you're a vegetable or yeah, exactly. Then yeah, of course you should be able to now, you know, I the, agree. Yeah. And there's, and a, I would take it a step further. I think people should have the right to kill themselves, even if they're not terminally ill. They just want to die. Like, I don't want to be here on Earth anymore. I, don't, I, I, don't, life. I just, I don't want people killing themselves. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging it or anything by any stretch of, yeah. of, of it. But, like, why shouldn't somebody have the the choice to not, to end their own life? Like, even if nothing's wrong with them. I don't know. It just, it feels wrong. Too I, 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 Yeah, it just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just, it feel, it. it's just like, you know, I don't have any like, you What know, if they're going to do it regardless? It's either, it's either suicide pot or jump in front of a train. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just like, like. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think so because the, what, the reason why is because I've, when I watched that documentary, The Bridge, mm -hmm. about all the people who jumped off yeah. the Golden Gate Bridge, and I remember the one guy who lived, and he was, like, halfway down. I was like, oh, I regret this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's always, like, one of the things I always think about when it comes to suicide. Is like, I wonder, like, you know, like, like, the moment in between you're alive, you're dead, you think, like, oh, you know... Yeah, well, that's the suicide pod has an eject button, like I said, and you're on the video call. So if you change your mind, I I still you can I, 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 I I still I feel like personally I just ha I kind of have a problem with it. But yeah. as far as like I said, as youth mm -hmm. euthanasia goes, one hundred percent. Like yeah. if you have it, even you know, like I just I I've seen too many like family members uh go through like dis like degenerative diseases mm -hmm. and. It's it's brutal, dude. Mm -hmm. It's fucking brutal. Like, like people become like shells of the version that they of like the people that they were, and mm -hmm. it's sad. It's sad, and yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, like fuck, like, like with my aunt, like you know, she had she had cancer. My grandpa, he had cancer. Um, you know, and you you just you see it up close, and you're just like, yeah, there should be a a way in which you could, you know, when it comes to suicide, that I, I feel very, I I feel like, I feel like there's there's always a chance for someone to like re, like redeem themselves, and like yeah. I always want to believe that there's like, you know, there there's a guy. Um, Suicide it, is the permanent solution to temporary problems. Um, it's like what my youth counselor, my no, youth pastor told me. There was me. a brilliant mind. His name was uh, Crip Mac, and uh -huh. he was in a recent episode of uh, Channel 5. Okay. Um, and, you know, he just said, don't commit suicide. Everything going to see all right. Mm. And that's that's what I believe. I, believe, yeah. I follow in the words of the genius Crip Mac. Sure. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree, but, you know, um, it, I've had, you know, bouts of suicidal ideation before, you know, and so, and if you go on, like, Google, let's say, and, um, and you search, like, you know, best ways to kill yourself, like, immediately it'll be like, oh, call this number, call the suicide hotline, um, you know, don't do it, seek help, you know, like, and, um, 
I was always very frustrated by those. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, I hate <laughs> when someone kills themselves and, like, under, like, on social media, like, all the fucking do-gooders will be like, call this number, please. Call this number. I've called the number. They're never all that helpful. They're kind of assholes, too. Um, although one time I did talk to somebody who was fairly pleasant, a woman. Um, but, um, uh, I, I did manage to find, after digging through some dark corners of the internet, this book that was like, um, it was, I don't remember what the title was. It was like this forbidden knowledge book, but the yeah. book was like, like went over, um, the most efficient and painless ways to like kill yourself. And, um, like it was like, you know, he had like a big intro section where he described why he wrote this book and why he curated these methods and his own experiences with suicidal ideation and he was like, you know, encouraging nobody to do it. But he's like, look, if you're dead set on it, here we go. I'll talk about the best ways to kill yourself. Yeah. And he had a few things. And he was like, look, so the golden, the golden grail, the, the, the ultimate method is we're looking for something that's past, fast, painless, and not so brutal. And he was like, this so, is really bumming so me out. <laughs> he had a mix of, he's like, look, you could jump in front of a train. That's going to be fast. Might be pretty painful, but it's going to be fast. But, it's going to be assured. You know, but here's the problem with that one is that you're causing a mess for yeah. someone. To well, clean that was up. also taken into consideration. These methods, also the shotgun to the head. He was like, pretty much you're going to, you're guaranteeing a death, but you know, it's a pretty brutal way to go out. And he, he discussed hanging, but hanging isn't always the most effective. And, and you you're going to be there I, choking know, for several minutes. And you know my it. theory that um, a lot of the musicians who died. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> who died. Yeah. Who died hanging. Um, well, they died in of, the media, it's reported that yeah, like a they, they musician or an actor Chris or Cornell. a celebrity hung themselves. What I, do you think? What is your theory? <laughs> Your Alex Jones level conspiracy It's uh, the choke jerk theory that uh, they were doing autoerotic asphyxiation Mm -hmm. because um, I've actually heard that a lot of recovering opiate addicts say that the high from doing that is like something that's not the same but rivals, Mm. rivals. Don't, Interesting. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> but that's why I think there should be a choke, like uh, the um, bonfire. They talk about the choke, uh, choke jerk release spell, where it has like if you go limp, then the the thing like releases. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, don't commit suicide. <laughs> don't choke jerk. <laughs> I will say this guy's um, conclusion was that the most optimal suicide would be a combination of, of drugs, not just like street drugs, but like the stuff they give you when you're getting a lethal injection, like um, in particular barbiturates. Um, but they're very hard to come by. Seiko barbitol, pento barbitol. Basically... It's it, it just knocks you out essentially and you stop breathing and it's like quick, painless and almost assured that you'll die, you know. So I think bringing it back to the suicide pod, I think that's the idea behind here. Not so brutal, not messy, blood everywhere, blood on the tracks, you know, no, I, no mess to clean up and it's it's not painful and it basically you get a little high and then you get knocked out and you never wake up. I don't and that's know. the idea. I, 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 I... Like, I don't want to infringe on someone else's freedoms, I guess, but... You know, when someone's euthanized, most of the time, there's no, like, necessarily pull-the-plug moment, unless they're on, like, literal life support, but most of the time, they just stop eating, or they stop feeding them, and, you know, the person's body's already so weak that you've cut off food now, and, you know, not too long after that, that... 
you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I think that, you know, we should try to help people who want to commit suicide as much yeah. as possible. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. Take. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I, it just feels like, it feels like wrong, like being able to give them like a sure easy, but like, the, but here's the thing though, is like, I'm thinking about it in my head, like, but then there, but it's not like it's going to stop it. Like, it, you know, it's not going to like stop it from happening if you don't have the suicide booth, but like, it still just feels wrong to me. I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, there's yeah. maybe it's just me, but like for me, it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like I know, I know facts don't care about my feelings, <laughs> but you know, like well, <laughs> in this moment, I think you can rest assured because I don't, I think that this was very much overstated in the media. I do think that maybe I, I'm not positive whether or not it was an art project or whether or not this is something like something. Yeah, this sounds this sounds like something proposed, that probably but because some, they were on display, like yeah. at a fucking museum or like at an art gallery. Like the fucking pods were sick. on display, sick. you know, and like people could go up and like sit in them and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill myself." But yeah. um, yeah, and they're 3D printed for some reason. Um, okay, but uh, I don't. It's not like really something that's really being considered yeah i think that maybe the guy that made it as like an idea it's just like an i proposition kind of and they're like it's doable this is how be done but like the swiss government isn't actually taking this look i'm all for i'm all for provocative art i'm all for provocative art like you know like um I mean, it's definitely, like, something you know, that's an attention grabber. Like, oh, oh yeah. fuck, a suicide pod? Like, well, interestingly enough, one of my favorite rappers is JPEG Mafia, right? Mm-hmm. So he, like, in response to, like, you know, <clears throat> there's, like, a larger discussion. But, like, as far as, like, all the, like, the police shootings of, you know, like, young black black guys, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, the shooting of just black people in general, that has mm-hmm. happened a lot. You know, goes without saying. We're kind of known worldwide by that now. Now, at least, Great. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, JPEG he, in the beginning of the um, the song he had, he played this video where it was a cop dying on a track. It was like the audio from the, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that they actually show a lot in like police trainings, right? It's like. You know, this is what could happen. Like, you like basically part of police training is like you give him PTSD. Oh, is that the famous one where yes. the, the guy with the yes. yeah shoots the, the the guy on a routine like pullover? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The cop he executes the cop yes. in like a routine. It's from like the 80s. Yeah, yeah. it was like a Vietnam War vet who was suffering yes, from yes. severe PTSD. It was that one, yeah, but. It was funny because the reaction he got from it was like, oh, my God, how could you? But then you think about it, like, how many times have we seen fucking shooting footage of, you know, like, whether, like, okay, let's take most recently. Like, the lady, uh, I think her name was, like, po- like Potts or Potter. Mm-hmm. And she was the uh, officer who uh, mistakenly grabbed her gun instead of her taser and then ended <laughs> up shooting him. And she thought, she thought that she could use the cry equals win strategy in court mm. but you know she ended up getting she ended up uh getting a manslaughter charge uh-huh. which i think is good yeah <laughs> um and you know i but what i'm saying is is that the what he was evoking is like being like it's weird how like comfortable people like will be like seeing constant footage of black bodies being killed by police but then i play uh, audio of a, pol- a police, some an actual police officer dying. Then you get, then you get outraged. You know, just 
It's just I like what I'm basically saying is I like I like evocative art. I like okay. art that yeah. like causes you to question like your own um your like own. anal cunt, my favorite yeah, grindcore sure, band. Yeah, sure, but like <laughs> anal cunt, you know. <laughs> Better, more, even more extreme yeah. than Jake. Or even just like, even just like noise music in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something that like elicits like such a strong reaction. That's why mm-hmm. like part of the reason why I love Curb Your Enthusiasm is because the cringe moments you get from and like the moments that are just so unbelievably uncomfortable, they, if you, it evokes, it evokes it in the person watching mm-hmm. it. So you watch it and you cringe as you see Larry like do something like super uncomfortable, yeah. you know? There's something about art that like when it makes you feel like very strongly, it's like it's like, oh yeah, this is some good shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, so, I mean like I hope that wasn't too heavy for you, but like, you know, whether or not the suicide pod is an art piece look, or not. I'm, I don't I hope it wasn't too heavy, but like yeah, to lend to that point, like even as we start talking about it, like I could see it in your eyes almost. I was worried you were uncomfortable discussing this. At no, least on the no, podcast. no, no, no. I'm not you know? I'm not uncomfortable I dis- mean like people will listen to if you listen to this whole uh episode, Look, thank when, you. Thank you for staying this yeah. long with us. But like this whole conversation was fairly light, and then you'll get we'll get to this where it's like, oh yeah, it's suicide. Should it be okay? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, look, I look, and I think that's like that's like what uh, what's good about art is art, you know, causes you to like kind of think about things yeah. in different. And, and like ways. I said, I'm not positive. No, I know, I know you're not, or if it's an actual real proposition. But either way, it, it sounds like an art. It sounds is, like an art piece that they made something, and then you know, it just like it got reaction. It got some yeah. people to be reactionary yeah maybe someone's like i want to run with that it sounds like a good idea <laughs> yeah um yeah like i said the most libertarian motherfucker <laughs> maybe i should be able to kill myself if i won't <laughs> i mean a lot of those a lot of those countries in europe do have like a euthanasia and maybe the maybe they are really considering something like this for easy yeah. euthanasia quick yeah. and painless but like i said art in which challenges us to like kind of think about our own like like i said like you know even like i was kind of going through it in real time you telling me like it's like you know like yeah sure like i believe like people have freedoms but at the same time it like i just can't it can't lie that it makes it makes you feel kind of wrong yeah right and i don't know and that's that's what good art does yeah yeah yeah, so you love the suicide pod as an art piece. As an art piece, sure. Yeah, piss Christ as a euthanasia tool. You know about piss Christ, right? No. It was a uh, uh, as was... a euthanasia tool, though. You do support it. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But not for just any old Joe to walk in and be like, "I feel I kill myself today. <laughs> yeah. Put me in the suicide pod." <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah um, so, oh wait, real quick. Piss Christ. Wait, it was a famous photo uh-huh. of uh, 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 what would you call it? a crucifix in a uh-huh. bottle of piss, yeah. and it was like an art pi- an art piece. Piss Christ. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Great. All right. Well, we'll I, wrap it up from that. Yeah. On that note. Yeah, we'll wrap it up on that. Piss Christ. All right. Well. Uh, Thank you. If you listen this far, you get a thank big, you. you get a big thank you for smooch. hearing our, our conversation. You get about a big smooch and uh, bearing with it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, don't go in the suicide pot, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you have so much more to live for. <laughs> yeah, stay out of that pod. Everything gonna see all right. 
All right, well, uh, that's going to do it for this this oh, week. Plug our plug our contact info. Uh, if anybody yes. wants to send us articles, things to talk about, suggestions, hate mail, yes, angry letters. Again, we cannot stress enough the hate um, mail. We like we would like anybody to feel any kind of. We want yeah. to elicit a reaction in you. Yeah, if you have an opinion about this Bash suicide pod, Brothers Pod at protonmail.com. Again, that's Bash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com. And I'll link it in the bio. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>